Welcome to the Association of Applied and Therapeutic Humor podcast, LaughBox. We have multiple hosts and multiple guests and multiple ways to think out of the box using humor. LaughBox is a production of the Association for Applied and Therapeutic Humor. Visit us online at www.aath.org. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Music by Gary Rubio. For more information, www.garyrubiomusic.com. Join us for episode 115. Jim Bob Williams, Katie B, and special guest, Katie Mag. Laughter yogi, public speaker, and student in year two of the Humor Academy. The Laugh Box, the official podcast of the Association for Applied and Therapeutic Humor. I'm Jim Bob Williams. And I'm Katie B. Today's guest is the amazing Katie Bag. It's for Katie Bag. <laughs> All right. All right. I have to, uh, for uh, journalistic uh, ethics, I have to I have to make a disclaimer here. Is that I'm one of your biggest fans. It's, like it's it. almost oh. been a year to the day since your story came out in the Cinderella monologues. Okay, our first question. How'd you get here? Oh boy, what an assorted tale. I actually, I got into, I was the shyest kid you'd ever want to meet in school. Seriously, if you ever read my story, you'll notice I didn't even like school. I had other things going on. Anyway, in the mid-90s, there was a lady who approached me and said, hey, we think you'd be a very good presenter. We need somebody to be the nurse of hope. So the nurse of hope was for the Cancer Society. So I would go out and do presentations. And that's actually how my presentations started was to people on cancer and cancer prevention. So my favorite story, this is always how I remember, know your audience, because they had me right before a senior citizen's meal. It was free to the senior citizens. And this little old man was in the front row and he looked at his buddy and he says, hey, I hope she shuts up soon because I'm hungry and want to get to the cards. <laughs> it must be pretty traumatizing. That's third, almost 30 years. I still have not around. But. He might not be, but you are. I you am. you I am. are highlighted in Vision Made magazine for women's womenomics you are you spoke at the world women forum in new york recently you're having the one-year anniversary of the cinderella monologues you are positively pink 70 women speaker you can talk more about that but they said you were the most exceptional presenter they've ever had katie meg <laughs> i know i'm like i honest i just go get a feel of the group present on laughters present on stress who doesn't need stress i'm always amazed who comes up and says we need more of you in the world and it's there is some you have to search for it but i actually got involved with ATH. i'm working on becoming a applied therapeutic humorist i'm two years a year and a half in i got another year and a half to go so i'm working on a project i do laughter yoga i'm a laughter yoga teacher so i actually could teach others to lead it I've done laughter yoga anywhere from little eight-year-olds all the way up to 90-some-year-olds. I'm not sure who my favorite are, probably the disabled people. I My son is, my older son's disabled. I always laugh. I have two children, my million dollar, because he was a pound and 12 ounces at birth, and my one in a million, because oi, 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 the stories I could tell about that boy. <laughs> Anybody that got more than one traditional child, <laughs> or maybe it's just my son, I don't know. He's going to see this, and he's going to say, <laughs> all right. 
he tells me that I better be good because he is picking my nursing home. I said, okay. That's a lot of power that he's got no. there. That's all right. I'll just go over the edge. I've heard of some of those nursing home escapes. I'm taking notes. So you are a laughter yogi taught by the originator, Dr. Kataria, and you're part of Laughter Yoga International. Yes. Yes. And love it. You're an uppiness trainer. What is that? Correct. Uppiness is a game for companies that they can come in and it's a collaboration that it's a, actually like a game on the computer and somebody has, everybody gets a chance because if like when you go to a lot of these corporations and companies, one person is usually the head spokesman out of a, a pack of six and the other ones just sit back, right? The program is that they play this electronic game and then one person has a dilemma and then the other five people have to go by their strengths. So you have to know your strengths and then you, when you're presenting your strength or what you would do with the dilemma to the person, then they get to see an insight and get a different perspective. Because sometimes I think we're too close to the dilemma that we can't under understand or see another perspective of it. So it gives five other people a perspective that they can have a voice. And it also helps build that team development, which laughter does also. So I do stress management classes on that also. I'm working on that. Ashley's in Israel. Some of the people there are the last I heard was in a bunker waiting. So I'm just patiently waiting and praying for them. So say more about that with Israel. One of the one of the people that started the program actually sent us on our WhatsApp app that he was in a bunker waiting and hiding. So we're just being patient right now. And wow. some of the other ones told us stuff and it's just Because there's humanitarian, full time humanitarian clowns as well in Israel working in hospitals. Really? And I, yeah, and I don't know that's a good thing to look into. I haven't looked into that to see how they're doing. Send them a message. Yeah. yeah. Turn that turn the boat around now. Sorry. Anyway, so that's one of the things I'm doing. I'm also with the AATH. We have to come up with a program, which I came up with a six week program called Humor You. So like humor, how it can benefit us and happiness medically, how it can help us physically, emotionally, how it can socially, how it can help overall how we feel because I have to laugh. I just started a new job in May and I have one of my coworkers is 30 and little things make me laugh a little bit like a name will make me laugh. And then I think of some unusual names and I think of their son's name is this. And then that'll go just, just to make myself laugh, just basically to relieve the stress. And he, la he looked at me a couple weeks ago and he says, you know how many times you laugh in a day? <laughs> no. He says, sometimes you're just over there just laughing at yourself. I said, True. I said, but I said, to be honest, I said, but that's one of my jobs. I'm a laughter yoga teacher. I says, some of the little things will make you laugh. <laughs> how did you find laughter yoga or how did laughter yoga find you? Oh, that's interesting. I, um, the previous employer, we did an intense cardiac rehab program and I could watch my patients being nervous. Number one, they've had a heart related incident. They're scared. They're nervous. Oh my gosh, am I going to have another heart attack? Number two, are they going to make me do something I can't do? Number three, nobody really likes exercise. There's a few people that like exercise, but not really. Otherwise, we don't get very many of them that like exercise. In the intense rehab program, they would do, they'd exercise and then they'd get a video or they'd have somebody talk to them about different like diet 
or they'd talk about stress and I would talk about stress. But one of the videos came on and talked about stress management and how you can find different things in your day to help either write a gratitude journal or laughter and start this thing called laughter yoga. And I'm like, my ears perked up. I'm like, yes, that's for me. I can do that one for sure. So I traveled down to Cincinnati, which is about three hours from where I live. And I'll be honest, the first time I attended the one session, I was like, oh, I don't know. But when everybody sat up after doing the laughter yoga, everybody looked younger. And I'm like, yes, found of youth, sign me up. <laughs> I thought I could do this. And I do. I and, and I think the reaction, because it does build a team or it's hard to be mad at somebody after you laughed with them. For one, it mm -hmm. helps with teams. It helps my patients. I would um, show Carol Burnett videos because um, Harvey Corman and Harvey Corman and Tim Conway, it's noted they did not practice any of their skits together. And then when they would tape, they would. Some of their real laughter is real laughter that they're doing or trying to stifle, which is actually even funnier watching them trying to stifle the laughter than to be more into the show. One but. of my favorite things about Carol Burnett and that whole time period was they did that on purpose. They purposefully tried to get each other out of character and laughing uncontrollably. And because it was live television, whatever they had to do to try not to do that is these are my I, those are my favorite moments. It's And a lot of it's improv, too. I actually started doing improv maybe a little bit over a year and a half ago with Jim Bob. And there's two. And I laugh. I tell everybody, I'm like, look, I got to get home on Wednesday evening. I have to get home. I'm missing my improv. And they're like looking at me. Half the time, people are like, they're not really sure that I'm telling the truth. But I'm telling the truth. Is that <laughs> we have a retired teacher, a retired judge who you would think she'd be. But she's funny. She's hilarious yeah. and then two engineers and then me <laughs> it's a wonderful group i'm just telling you <laughs> and then all right so tell us a little bit about your project for the humor academy oh okay so the humor academy so it's a six-week program more i actually geared it at first for caregivers but we're all caregivers whether you're taking care of somebody younger or older or being in the medical profession. So the first one, or the first pillar is humor and happiness. Explore the connection between humor and happiness and explain how um, humor can help increase your happiness um, by the positive feelings, by even it has lasting effects. Even when you laugh, it releases um, some of the chemicals and how you feel. Understand, understanding the stress reduction that can happen through laughter. When I gave my Positively Pink presentation, I gave everybody a handout that had 20 questions. And it talked about 20 questions. And each group were, it was divided into four different groups of how stress affects us. And have you had this within the last two weeks? Whether it be cranky or grumpy or eating more or sleeping more or some of the other effects that stress has on us or the CSEP cognitive, social, emotional, or physical effects. Third week is the mind and body connection, how laughter impacts our physical health. It helps with blood pressure. It helps with muscle aches and pains. It helps with helping like people who have digestive issues. Sometimes it could be related back to stress or headaches. I often tell the story about how people, when they get stressed, they sweat. Another thing they do is they get a twitchy eye. And my son, when he was a senior, was a little extra stressed. And he came to me and he's, mom, and his eyes just the twitch. And you could see it. I've had it myself. And he's, oh my gosh, I got a brain tumor. You got to take me to the doctor. I'm like, 
first of all, how long has that been? <laughs> I'm not taking you like instantly. And I'm like, okay, first of all, you're a senior, you're working on your exams at this point. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's one of the reactions of stress. So after a day or two, it went away, but he's like, oh, how'd you know that? I'm like, oh, that's one of the signs of stress. <laughs> he didn't want to believe me, but he, he did. But the fourth week is optimism and how it can help with our resilience. Because when you laugh and you change your perspective, I gave a presentation to some senior citizens and I had a little lady come up to me at the end and she's, I need to thank you. And I says, thank me for what? She says, I didn't realize that I had just lost my husband. She says, but I forgot how to laugh. And she says, I feel so much better now. And she says, I feel lighter. And it does it because it gets you out of your mindset and what's horrible, horrible. What There's a character that always says it horrible, terrible day. And it's okay. And then you can say something funny or change how you think about it. Is is it going to matter? five years. I often tell people I have a, a necklace. It's a, it looks like a present because we, I think we forget that every day is a gift mm-hmm. and it is. So you get to pick how you want to, on a, want to unwrap it, or if you want to unwrap it, how, how you want to present with it. The fifth week is relationships and how it can strengthen our bond, whether at work or at home, because it's hard to be mad at somebody after you laughed with them. Really? You mm-hmm. think about it. It, it is. Because you've built that bond and you've released those good hormones into your system. The oxytocin for sure is a bonding hormone that gets released when we laugh. And then the sixth week is unleashing the personal growth with humor, finding humor in your day. And I often laugh. I laugh because I tell people, my cardiac patients, they're nervous when they come in and they're scared and they're not thinking straight because they're stressed. And I often laugh. I said, ah, after a couple of weeks, they get to know me. And I laugh. I said, I said, we're three. Don't, I'm not making, I'm not making fun of you or anything. I said, but I said for myself, I feel like I'm a three-year-old in an adult body. And they always give me a funny <laughs> look. A three-year-old. But I said, I probably act like one, but hear me out. This is where I'm going with that. But as a three-year-old, if they don't um, sleep well or rest well, like adults, if we don't get enough rest, either mentally or physically, we're out of sorts. We're cranky, right? Even adults, we get that way. And nutrition, if three-year-olds don't eat well or been told something good, they get cranky also. And then the last, where the laughter comes in, is play. If they don't get enough play or if I don't get enough play or love da- enough downtime, I'm going to be little out of sorts or not doing well and not going to do what you tell me, to be honest. It's an easy way to say, just think about even food. Cardiac patients should try to eat a little healthier. Think of how much better you feel when you eat one thing versus another. And they're like, didn't think of it like that. And instead of saying, you got to do this, because I don't know about you, but if you tell me I ain't, I can't do this, guess what I want to do? Like a three-year-old. Totally. <laughs> the six weeks course now, you're going to take that and bring it to the facilities that you've been speaking to and yep i'm i'm actually working on it this afternoon with how um i can do it as like an online program versus taking it into companies and doing it for especially healthcare workers their healthcare workers are definitely because it affects how the patients a patient perceives you differently if you come after them you got to do this or this is what we're asking or you joke a little bit with them and make it a little lighthearted they're going to think about it if it's a little lighthearted and 
want to do something different versus coming after them like, oh, I don't know about you. Oh, a three-year-old, you come after me like this, I'm on my superwoman cape on. Okay. So Katie, from what can we ask what your new job is in? Oh, my new job, actually, right now, I work cardiac and pulmonary rehab. I work two days a week, 10 hours, so that way I can still grow my other business. As I said before, I have two children. I have a special needs and a traditional or regular. I don't know why he ain't regular, but, <laughs> but he, he, so my older son, he's got a lot of doctor's appointments and things like that. And we do, I do a lot with that. I've actually presented at his company or where he works I did the one he was at previously. I went every month and the fourth, this one child, he's not a child, but this one adult, they would make him turn the TV off and he'd come sit down and he would sit there, but he would sit there nicely. He didn't interrupt or anything. So the fourth month I went and he looked at me. I came walking in. He looked at me. He says, are you here today? Yeah. He says, no. Are you here to teach today? I said, yeah. He turned his own TV off and sat there and started waiting for me. And we did laughter yoga for 45 minutes. Here's the thing. I didn't even know he could talk. Oh. He shocked me. And that's been about two years and I've not forgotten it. Wow. That's amazing. Now, we also have the privilege of talking to a lobbyist today. Oh, <laughs> yes. I've been on many different committees and I do cardiac and pulmonary rehab. So I've been with the applied therapy or I've uh, American associated cardiac pulmonary rehab. I also am a member of the applied or sorry, American car. Uh, so I would sometimes go in the spring with the one group and then fall with the other group. But we've actually got one bill passed. We, during the pandemic, we could only do virtual and I was amazed how many people they see in a day and how many the aides see in a day. They remembered me for some crazy reason. <laughs> That's not surprising. <laughs> it's been very interesting to go to the Hill because I have actually a poster on my refrigerator. Be the change you want to see in the world. Because a lot of times people will want to complain, but they don't want to do something about it. And I think that's where keeps propelling me forward and doing what I want to do here is I see that so many people need this. And so many people have actually reached out and said, Hey, well, it's an individual and I will do one-on-ones, but I think as a overall a company and corporations, they need it more. They need that. They need that team development because it's not team building because team building means you build it up to a certain point, but development means that you're invested. That's good. I like that. Because it is, because you can develop or build, you can build something, but you can, like the three-year-old here, you can come down and slap that down like the Jenga's. So Not Katie, no, of course not. What's your dream? If you were to project yourself a couple, five years in the future, let's not make it too far away. What would your dream be? What would my dream be? Pursuing my own business. I still love doing what I do, the cardiac rehab, maybe two days a week, but traveling. I love to travel. I love to promote stress management and happiness. And everybody has their own story, no matter where you are in life. And it's amazing. You think somebody has their stuff together and they really are not. They got a good game face. I'm telling you, I, I'm always amazed with that. I've noticed that the older I get, that I'm just myself. I'm not really into um, having to be I want to be happy. And I think everybody else wants to be happy. 
Does that make sense? Oh, I yeah. That, and I think humor is a good way to add some happiness without being over the top or being fake or whatever. And yeah, I still have my bad days. I, I still have, uh, we'll do this. But then I think more you laugh, the more it gets you out of that thought process. At least it has for me. Presenting, presenting on a bigger, not just here, but corporations, hospitals, more hospitals having humor therapists. They have music therapy, which is fine, but because it also helps with, with our brain health, but so does humor. And I'm also a brain health coach. I'm also a happiness coach. And each one of those has the music part, but every one of those has more of the humor and how it can help us. And everybody's humor is different, but laughter is laughter. I have to laugh when I have, I never thought this made such a difference, but on the back of my car, I have a big smiley face. And when it rains, it waves. That's awesome. <laughs> or when it snows, I had the abominable snowman on there and when <laughs> May and I had to come off, but <laughs> that's awesome. But I didn't realize how much people noticed that and recognize that and made them smile until it came down because it got caught in the car wash and anyway I had to take it off and how many people looked at me and said where's the smiley face I'm like it had a tragedy it was just losing it but it, it's I think as a nurse and a, a caregiver I think we all just want people to feel okay better better than was or better than I just okay yeah you're in the one year anniversary of the Cinderella monologues can you tell yeah. us about what you wrote Make us sure. curious to go read curious. it. Ah, go read it. Ah, I talk about my story about my life a little bit. They had to keep chopping things. 15,000 words really isn't that many. <laughs> I had to keep, they're like, you got to take that out of there. I'm like, got to take that out of there. I'm like, okay. Here, you can say anything you want here. <laughs> Let's see. It all started as a caregiver when I was three years of age. So I talk about how the last memory I have, my dad died when I was three. I have to laugh when we were little, younger. My grandma taught my mom how to drive a stick shift. That's quite a few years ago. And I still remember that very vividly. <laughs> I think I was in the backseat laughing. I think I got in trouble more than once. But <laughs> I was a horrible student. When I graduated high school, most my junior year, I missed 45 days of school. When I graduated high school, I never looked at my diploma. I thought, eh, I never passed. So when I did pass and actually scared me. I went to work afterwards. I never knew what I wanted to do. Mm. Then I started working in a nursing home. Loved it because I added my humor and the patients just loved me. And they're like, oh, I would hear this. Oh, we're so happy you're here today. Oh, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> happy Adams. His name was Happy Adams. He's long gone, but he liked me even. It was hard to get along with, I guess. We got along fine. <laughs> Let's see. So talk about that. Talk about um, having my older child. Uh, I, I didn't put, I, I had to cut one of the stories out of the uh, book, a couple stories out of the book with him when he was little, or, but yeah, it, it was very interesting. I dealt with a boss as a bully that's in the live life and wow. I've also been in that book too. Yeah. And that's almost a year anniversary too, right? Yep. Yep. I've done three articles for in vision made magazine, which is actually a corporate magazine about empowering women to be about helping themselves and being true to themselves. And there's different coaches in there and they talk about it and make a vision board. What do you want to see happy? I, I want a place in Florida. Like when I get older, I want to go to Florida a couple of days a week, maybe, and then come back to work and do my other job too. I, I got big aspirations. I'm told I'm high energy. To you, it's normal energy, right? 
Pretty much. Pretty much. Your energy is beautiful, though. That's yeah. one thing that's very clear, is your positive. Your smile's amazing. The picture that you have all over social media, laughing loud, laughing big, it's absolutely perfect because it completely matches your personality. And any hospital would be lucky to have you giving them more information about how to do stress management, but also laughter and humor in the workplace and for the patients. Oh, yeah. I'm always surprised when I have a patient say, I'm so glad you're here today. Okay. I always laugh because I work cardiac rehab. I'm like, look, I can be very serious as a heart attack if you need me to. So I said, I really don't want to see that side, but I will do it. <laughs> I can't do it. Okay. So let's say, so Sorry? So let's say someone's taken your six-week class. Right? Yes. And it's been a year or so since they took the class and they're having a hard day on, they're having a hard time on Thursday. What would you like them to remember from your class? What should they do on Thursday? Every minute's a gift. That gift is going to be gone the next minute. You never know what's going to happen the next minute, where you're going to be the next minute, the next. And you know what? You only have, and in laughter yoga, we tell you 10 minutes a day of laughter, which is only one, one forty-fourth of a day. That's little. Spend the 10 minutes, try to get your perspective changed. Go laugh. I know there's a lot of people who say, I can't sleep at night. Okay. Can you do something about that problem at this point? If not, you're wasting some time and energy instead of trying trying to get some realm. Try to find laughter in every day because there's funny things that happen all the time. And they're in small places and big places. I have to laugh. I tell the story about the toilet paper. Okay. I know there's a big debate out there. Under or over, right? Some people are under or over. Some are over people. Some are under people. Yeah, that's right. Sometimes it's a requirement <laughs> in the home. Yes. We have a divided home in that too. And one time I thought to myself, okay, I went to my husband's bathroom and by God, way his was the heat kicked on and the under over debate, just all the toilet paper was on the floor and how the day is still had it. But so I thought to myself, huh? Yeah. Anyway. So anyone with a toddler or a cat knows that under is the way to go. Cause you go over that cat. Yeah, so that toddler's going yep. to have that roll unroll in, in New York minute. Or you put it on the floor and they'll take it through the house. <laughs> yes. It makes them easy to find, though. So that's. You know. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. And Halloween inside the house works when you got a cat and toilet paper. That's right. Yeah. Just decorations early. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so tell us about your experience with the Humor Academy. You're in year two, just like me, right? Yeah, yes, love it, love it, love it, love it. There's more to humor than you you imagine. So when I signed up, I actually I signed up three weeks too late, or I would have been able to get in the program a year ahead. But that's okay. Everything happens for a reason. Patience, not one of my stronger suits, but patience. But I love the group that I'm in. They're very interactive. They're always positive. They're always helping each other and discovering we all have different humor. And it's nice to know because everybody's, I can go to this person. They do the same thing that you do. No, everybody brings their own unique spin, unique gifts, unique special sauce to the mix of how humor is and how it should be done and how humor for me is not humor for you and laughter is different and it's a wonderful organization i'm so happy i found it i'm already a lifetime member of 
I took the band-aid off. You know, I knew <laughs> I was nice. And the, so the Humor Academy year one teaches us all the aspects of humor, how to deal with humor doomers. How do you deal with humor doomer? I don't take it personal for one. Mm-hmm. I have to laugh because we talk about stress and we talk about people get cranky and grumpy. Usually if I encounter somebody who's cranky and grumpy, I usually try to get them to at least smile something some way because I'm just quirky. I'll say something. Sometimes it doesn't work. It's okay. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Glad about that. But just to lighten their mood just a little bit. And sometimes I always have to remember, we don't know what's going on behind somebody's closed doors. Are they in pain? Are they having problems at home? Are they missing somebody? Are they not missing somebody? Is there, there's more to somebody than just what meets the eye in that five minutes. So I try to make them laugh a little bit about something crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. Even just finding a thread, right? For someone who might be having a rough moment, finding something that gets them there. It doesn't have to be you. It doesn't have to be comedy. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to know the person super well either to try and just get them out of the doom right yes. um, like uh, common what's common yeah and uh, by the way i edit these and it's audio so just oh. so you know we keep the video but if there is anything like we're talking over or whatever i edit that stuff out katie magic I tried that for a while. Katie, Mirthful Magic, it didn't run too well. I'm still working. I have other people I'm working with to try to get my website up and get more on it to get out there. I seen I was on a Motivational Monday class this morning, which was very interesting. I've never done that on LinkedIn before. It was from eight to nine. And everybody talked about a different, no, seven, no, seven to eight, but they talked about different subjects. And it was nice because it brought a little more forefront to some of the things I've been thinking about or wanting to do. I did a couple of people reached out. One guy, oh, look at your LinkedIn. And I'm like, okay, we're all human. We all put time and attention to what we feel is valuable. Absolutely. And the person I think is more important than their LinkedIn profile. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Same. It helps, but do a little more research, sir. And you'll find that Katie Mag is someone you definitely want to look further than the LinkedIn profile. Correct. I just thought to myself, why are you putting something down? You are not somebody I'm going to, it's not somebody I'm going to choose because of that. Because it's limiting, right? As opposed to expanding and offering, it's a bit limiting. Correct. Correct. So, Jim Bob? Right. So, if you can go back to five years ago, and talk to yourself, what would you tell you? What would you tell yourself? Before I started the laughter, number one, find laughter for one. Get back mm-hmm. to it. I've always had a quirky find laughter in things. Even as a kid, I would find absurdities or oddities and kind of laugh at it. And I forgot that and I lost that. I lost that self. I lost that part of myself. I left I let stress get to me. I also went down the rabbit hole and let other people's opinion of me matter. Once again, the three-year-old, no matter what we feed ourselves, whether it's mentally or substantially, we need to have the good stuff. And we're, own, we're our own worst enemy. We really are. 
We don't need anybody to help us out. That's right. <laughs> For sure. That's right. To be honest. Yeah. So how transformational was finding laughter yoga for you? It was amazing. I needed to add more light and lividity to my own life, but to spread that out to others because I'm noted as my heart's on my sleeve. So as my one aunt told somebody, what Kate things comes out her mouth? And unfortunately, sometimes not as much now I'm gotten older, but. Is that a Katie thing? Because I might have that too. It could be. We'll start a support group for the Katies in the world. Yeah. I had a pediatrician, my mom said, that told my mom that she had to toughen me up. And I was like, now I look at an adult and I say, please no. That sensitivity is one of my superpowers. Correct. Correct. And I think... If I had to go back five years, yes. Oh my gosh. Lividity definitely has changed how I think about things and how I deal with things, even deal with my patients. Because I think finding that common bond and giving them a little bit of hope that, yes, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I even relate to them and say, hey, I get it. I got medical issues that relate to the heart. Totally understand it. (laughs) Okay. We can deal with this. Not a problem. But it's, I think, I think as a caregiver, I think we are required to do more with less. And by required to do more with less, we're more stressed. When we're more stressed, it's on our face. It's on our, we perform. It's on how the patients perform. And I think the patients sometimes have the idea or attitude that you're doing more, but you're not doing more for me. Sometimes I see that. But I've not seen that in a long time, personally, but I've seen it in the hospitals. Interesting. When I go somewhere, I usually, when I present, I like to go early because I like to sit in the lobby and watch people go past because you find out a lot. Say more. You know what I mean? Because if you watch their mannerisms, you watch their facial expressions, they watch whatever. Like some of the hospitals I've been in, the staff is on their phone bitching. That's not very, as a patient, that's not very friendly. Or if they're on their phone the home time, that's not very friendly either. I understand having personal things going on too. However, as a patient, I want to know that you are paying attention to me a little bit or will notice something's not right. I know that there's some hospitals you go into or some companies and everybody works well together. I like seeing that. They don't need my help as much. Sometimes they do. But well, what's that? F- what's sorry? What's that formula that brings teams to be working better together? What's what does that versus the ones that are struggling? One is not as a comp for one. You need to have more team development, not building, because building. You think about when you do team building sports, you're playing one against the other. No. It's not me versus you. You need to do, we will do this together. And I've been reminded that myself because I used to run a program myself, and now I'm part of a team. We do this or we will be doing this. And it's a different mindset. So, but if you ever go to team building things, they have teams, right? And they think they're working together, but they're not. They're working against each other. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Fascinated by the idea of going early and seeing what the, you know, you're reading the room. 
find out what's happening there. And you can also if you go into a workplace and people, there's light banter, one another. They've got a, they might have a poster or something that's that's humorous or, or but in a, there's a difference between kind humor and bitter humor. Right. If you walk in and it's a ugly, what's going on pretty soon. Just yes. give me five minutes around the coffee pot. I'll tell you what the, yep. I'll tell you what your morale is. And people feel that if you go somewhere, okay, so it's Christmas season, the companies where I've been to a restaurant and they work as a team, they -hmm. work as a team and they look out for each other. And then you go to a restaurant where they don't work as a team or there is a difference and the patients or people feel it. I think you don't even have to tell them they feel it. And it escalates. If if it's too much tension, it escalates the situation no matter where you're at. I saw something recently that said, if you're in a we consciousness, in a unity style consciousness, you're in where we're going consciousness. If you're in a competitive fear-based consciousness, you're where we're going, coming from consciousness. And I prefer where we're going. I want to be more where we're going to unity. Correct. I think so too. That's like when you're a three-year-old in a car, how much excitement. Mm, yeah, I get what you're saying. The yeah. three-year-old sitting in the back of the car like, yeah, versus, <laughs> I don't want to go there. Yeah, well, I don't want to go there. Yeah. So how did you find humor with a disabled child with a trach who wasn't able to talk when he was young? How did you find, how did you bring the humor to your family during that time? When he had the trach, I was functionally frozen, which means all I did was survive. Now, when my youngest son was a year old, I got out of bed one morning. I could barely walk. I went in their room. I was seeing double. I realized the function of freezing was killing me. I went to the doctor. I've seen double. Okay, fine. So I waited a little bit and went to the doctor. They did all kinds of tests and they figured out I have an autoimmune disorder. Now, the first thing the doctor says to me is you and I have to laugh when he's, he did all these tests. I'd had lumbar puncture, everything else. And he's, we're going to send you to another doctor. And by this point, I was a little pissed off because it was taking my time, taking time away from my family, taking time away from my job, all that. Anyway, I said, he says, I need you to go one more doctor. And I said, if you tell me a psychiatrist, I'm going to punch you in the eye. <laughs> Pee off side. And he says, no. He says, you need to see a rheumatologist. I said, what? He said, yes, you have an autoimmune disorder and it is affecting your walking. It is affecting this and this. Mm-hmm. He says, do you understand one thing you have to do? I said, no. One thing you have to do is to learn about your stress and what you can do. So started out watching comedies at home, just when I had a little bit of time. I don't have a lot of time, but on time, joking with my friends. My husband's very serious, so he doesn't joke at all. It's funny. We are told day and night opposite. He's very serious. He's very, yeah. Yeah. So I just, I want to reflect on the Katie Mag that I know and that, and Jim Bob, I'm imagining you too, came to us with AATH and the Humor Academy is a very funny person, 
But for how long did you suffer in this this functional, what'd you call it? Functional freezing. I probably had it for a very long time because I was my mom's caregiver because she had mental issues. And then I moved out when I was 18 and a half. And then I had my son when I was 32. I had a head injury from a patient. I forget how old I was there. I was in my 20s. So I had to recover from that. I couldn't even remember two numbers because the average number, somebody can remember seven. I could remember two. So it was, there's a story for another day on that one. I worked third shift. I come home. It was my birthday. I had my car running. My We live in a rural community. The car was running. The door was open. The door was open in my house and I was on the bed. My grandma found me. She said, what's going on? I'm like, huh? Wow. <laughs> anyway. So a long time of functional freezing. Was it like a rebirth? No, oh, I'm still rebirthing myself. You're amazing. Nothing right. special. I'm just right. like everybody else. It's true in that we all have our stuff. But I want to give you a bunch of credit because you've certainly turned around only what I can imagine being so difficult to being the you that you that I've met with AATH and the Humor Academy and you are a gorgeous soul. Thank you. Thank Aww. you. I'm humbled. <laughs> I second that emotion. You're, oh. you're just like everybody else who's become a recognized acclaimed speaker, uh, started your own business, gone to lobby in Washington, D.C., brought joy to people in cardiac rehab and in senior centers and organizations, just like everybody else. It's a question. Yeah. Okay. For those that are within the sound of our voices, how can they get in contact with you? I have what I have LinkedIn, which, okay. I have my website is KM Wellness Consulting. You can contact me off my Facebook. Katie Mag is fine. I have a couple of people that reached out that way. I have KM Wellness Consulting as a Facebook page also. So, Katie, what kind of projects and activities do you have coming up between now and the rest of the year? Oh, from now to the rest of the year, I got a couple of presentations that I'm going to be doing. One is for the senior citizens in Wood County right before Christmas. So we're going to go, ho, ho, ha, 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 get that reindeer unstuck. Just <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, there's nothing worse than a stuck reindeer. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Or the Grinch. I also, I have a program out there for individuals for Christmas, because Bah Humbug, if you got the Grinch, I yeah, help Tell us about Bah Humbug. I want to hear about it. Bah Humbug, uh, bah Humbug is for anybody who's really not feeling the Christmas spirit, or feeling that they're overwhelmed, or they just can't find joy in the holiday, or just a little bit. It's a one-on-one -on -one session. It's an hour long. It's $99. Of course, it's going to be more than an hour long, because I talk a little long, I'm sure. But um, trying to help them evaluate where they want, why, just not feeling this year and what, how we can do to help mm -hmm. change it. Because sometimes uh, Christmas is just rough, whether you're missing or sometimes Christmas is hard for people because number one, they go with the family and they really don't want to be with the family. So they need mm -hmm. some tools how to deal with the stress of that. Sometimes people have where they think they have to buy extravagant gifts for everybody where the, the most precious gift you can give anybody is your time and attention. That's cost you more than buying a gift that they're going to throw away, really. So, okay. Let's hear okay. My wife and I, we've known each other 50 years last year. So 
last year I said, maybe let's just not exchange gifts this Christmas because it's what more do we want? What do we need? We're trying to downsize, whatnot. That's when she reintroduced me to social distancing. Yeah. Yeah. Our sleep number that night was one. Uh, okay, that's part of that's part of the set, uh, set I have. But... Oh, that's good. That's really yeah. good. But I thought I thought it fit the Christmas motif. Yeah. It is. It's it is hard for a lot of people because they are away from their family or don't want to be with their family or there's a lot of stress having to deal with. So give them some stress management skills that they can deal with. I, I had an aunt that would be like that every year. I, I didn't get married till I was older and though, why aren't you married yet? I don't know. Do you want to give me a gift? I'll take it anytime. And don't have to wait till I get But I'd always set a limit. I mean, I think that's where a lot of times people forget they can set a limit with somebody and say, regretfully, I need to leave or I got to go to the bathroom or whatever. Just like when you're three years old and you don't want to do the darn dishes. I got to go to the bathroom. (laughs) And I love that you keep going back to three years old. I love that. Love. It's that inner child that we, it's still there. Yes. Yes. And I talk about the inner child with stress management because of the rest part, whether you rest mentally or physically, or you need to calm down. And then nutrition is not only what we tell ourselves, but what we put in our bodies, because what you put in, you get out. And then the play, we need so many interactions with play, whether it feeds our mind or lets it go. So it's like a, each one of those has a good and a bad to it. So I'm working on a TED talk. I'd like to do a TED talk sometime about humor. Yes. Yes, so yeah, so your TED Talk is going to be in 2024, right? Yep, I'd like to. I'm signing up. I already talked to some people about it, and they're like, "Oh," but I, I think I want to do it on being a three year old. <laughs> I think you should. Yes, that, that's the yeah, that's the idea. Yeah, <laughs> why not be three? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. How many three year olds do TED Talks anyway? I know. I'll be <laughs> one of the only. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And think about it when you, when a three-year-old doesn't get their way, what happens? They throw a fit. What happens when a dog doesn't get their way? <laughs> yep. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's true. On behalf of the Association for Applied and Therapeutic Humor, thank you for being our guest today, Katie. Thank you so much, Katie. Thank you. You guys are awesome. <laughs> I've always been awesome. Uh, yes, you <laughs> have always been awesome. Oh, no. <laughs> That's how I heard it. That's what I'm going with. Thank you for joining us for episode 115 with Jim Bob Williams, Katie B, and special guest, Katie Mag. Yay! Thank you very much. Laugh Box is a production of the Association for Applied and Therapeutic Humor. Visit us online at www.aath.org. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Music by Gary Rubio. For more information, www.garyrubiomusic.com. This has been Laugh Box, brought to you by the Association of Applied and Therapeutic Humor. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, and we'll see you next time.